It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. She is. There she is. What's up, Aditi? That was a long read, Adam. You weren't letting him get through it? He, like, barely finished reading. Yeah, Adam's very impatient. You ready to get going? What are you talking about? Who's the one who who told me to read that dead air for five seconds? (laughs) Is that what it was? I mean, I don't know what you're Um, talking well, I'm just a, I'm just excited about tonight. Are you? <laughs> Am I excited about tonight? We're we're batshit crazy right now. It's amazing. <laughs> I can't wait for this freaking game. I can't wait until eight hours till kickoff. Like, uh, it, it can't. Did, come you guys, so- did you watch the? Did you already talk about? And I'm sorry if you did. Did you already talk about Amari Cooper sliming Joe Flacco? Not yet. No. Oh no, we, we did. That. Is that was a great moment? Like, if you had told me this would happen. You have well, to see it. You've seen it, right? Yeah, yeah we've yeah, seen yeah. it. There's about a hundred things that have happened to the Browns this year, including, <laughs> yes, Amari Cooper sliming Joe Flacco. There's about a hundred things that have happened this year that I could say, if you would have told me this would happen this year. When I was right. at Greenbrier, didn't see that coming. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, right? this is Joe Flacco and Dustin Hopkins being the two most important players on the team. Didn't yeah. see that coming. I mean. Oh, my goodness. Aditi, we were asking. Yeah, here it is. Let's watch this now. Oh, we can't hear it. Just see it. I mean, but look at that. It's not. I mean, Joe sounds a little goobery when he's talking, so you don't necessarily need the audio. Yeah, I can give you the play-by-play. Ooh, it's just so the gross. idea of like quiet, serious Amari Cooper pouring yeah. slime on Joe Flacco, Ugh. and Flacco right here makes a joke about how it feels like hair gel. Yeah, which could <laughs> whole other direction. All I can think about while watching this is how gross that is, and I wouldn't want it done to me. You know? Yeah, I, what is the slime? I wonder how it washes out. Like, it does it? Does it destroy it? Must. I don't think he would have done it, it if it did. Yeah. No, it'll just wash. If Joe, and by the way, if Amari Cooper's able to today. dump the slime on his head, he's got to play, right, Aditi? He's playing tonight. Oh, he's got a heel sure. injury. One hundred percent. He's not. He's not looking that happy if he's not playing. No, exactly. Not that that's a really scientific room. or informed decision. That's just my 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 gut right there. No, we're my... all with you. We think he's playing. He yeah. was moving fine around the locker room yesterday. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean he's ready to play an NFL game because he was walking around the locker room. Eh, he's going to play. But I, don't I, think I tend to think he's going to play. But Adina, I mean, look, I was on the sideline for the Jets game last weekend. I will say that they, you know, they 
play good defense. They do play good defense. So there's I mean, they still that. They gave up 28 points to one of the worst teams in football. Well, and it took a long time. I mean, Sam Howell couldn't get anything going in the first half, he couldn't stinks. get anything when he started the second half. It wasn't yeah. until your old friend Jacoby Brissett comes in that yeah. all of a sudden things start happening. But remember, when you have a huge lead, I mean, the Jets had a 20-point lead. And so you're playing a different defense when you're up that much, right? I mean, there was a little bit more of prevent going on. but then... I hear you, but eventually, like the Browns did that against the Texans, and the Texans started coming back a little, and then the Browns went back to playing serious defense, and it was over. The Jets could have done the same thing, and, it, you know, it didn't happen. Uh, yes, all fair points. I yeah. just feel like the Browns have a lot of mojo right now. The Browns yes. are playing for things that really, really matter. This is what we talked about a month ago, where it was sort of like, yes, all these horrible, awful things have happened, but there are still these reasons that the playoffs are still in sight. And at yes. some point, you have to stop making excuses. And so, whatever, that's there what this is. team has proven to be true. Aditi, is Joe Flacco right now the most important player on the Browns? Oh, gosh, that's a tough question. Yes. Can I say yes? I agree. Well, yeah. this, he officially breaks the tie, by the this way. Is, a sad. It's been a blood war all week between Flacco and, and Miles. And Tyvis said it's Miles. I said Miles until Dorian went down because I have no faith in P.J. Walker. You can't win a whatsoever. Super Bowl with P.J. Walker. The Browns right now, the way Flacco's playing, can win a Super Bowl. I, I Wait, are we that. talking about, like, big picture or two-day? Like, two-day no, against picture. this Jets offense, Joe Flacco is more important than Miles Garrett. Big no, I'm picture. talking the rest of the season. From now through the end of the postseason. rest of the season. You're the tiebreaker, Yeah, I think it's more about Flacco right now. Yeah, because yeah, you are going to need some offense at some point. And Miles Garrett alone cannot throw this team or sack this team to victory. But Joe Flacco can. This is where, you know, we have this whole conversation or argument about quarterbacks that are game managers and quarterbacks that can actually put a team on its shoulders. And we've seen Joe Flacco do that, right? We've seen Joe Flacco do that. Granted, it was, whatever, 14 years ago. But the way that he's thrown the ball the last three weeks, the last four weeks, Joe Flacco right now is more important to this team and its aspirations at this point in the season yeah. moving forward. We talked about this earlier, Didi, but the Joe Flacco-Elijah Moore revenge game factor on the Jets. We, we all agreed that Flacco is a, is a wily vet. We're, he's not going to let too much go into that. But Elijah Moore, and you've been on the Elijah Moore train all season, is this finally the game that Elijah Moore has his monster breakout? This is why you traded a second-round pick for me performance. Sure, why not? <laughs> but, you know, I keep saying the same thing every week. Like, every week, you're like, is this in the week? I, why should I change now? Why we're not? running out of time. Well, we got two left. Consistency. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what the piece about it? The, Joe Flacco is never going to force something at the expense of winning. But Joe Flacco is, when you say Wiley veteran, he is aware of this sort of thing. I mean, he was aware that Amari Cooper was within sight of hitting this number that hadn't been hit. And so... If it's possible within the parameters of what the Browns want to do and win, then yes, he's going to feed the ball that way. And I do feel that Joe Flacco has a lot of genuine appreciation for who Elijah Moore is. I think Elijah Moore has worked in every way. And a lot of it has to do with, sorry about that, um, how, you know, how it all shakes out. I can definitely see Elijah Moore having a big game. Yeah. But of course, I've been saying that for what, 16 weeks now? Plus <laughs> This is, this, well, I changed it. this is my Mike Miller Hill that you're dying on. 
when Mike yeah. Miller played on the Cavs, I was adamant Mike Miller's going to yes. win the Cavs a playoff game. And he, he never, never did. did crap for the Cavs. Okay, but I have more faith in Elijah Moore. At some point, Elijah Moore <laughs> is going to make a truth truth teller out of me. That's what I think. Could be tonight. At some point. I I didn't realize you had the Jets last <laughs> week. I didn't realize you had you the Jets game. I didn't realize you had the Jets game last week. So give us tell us something we didn't know about the Jets, or tell us something we should be watching for tonight with New York in town. Uh, I do think that the defense is impressive. I can't say much about the offense. Brees Hall had a very nice game in the game that we did. He had 95 rush yards, 96 receiving yards. So, but there wasn't, you know, Garrett Wilson is a really nice young player and I had such a great time talking to him as an Ohio State guy. I'm sure you're all very familiar with him. He's a young player who's obviously had a frustrating season, not because of what he's done or how he works, but because of the quarterback situation. But he's very mature. He's very heady. He makes the most of the opportunities that he has. The Jets did get the run game going better last week, which has sort of been a problem. So, you know, obviously, as the Browns tell you every week, they have to stop the run first. But... I mean, nothing you're seeing out of the quarterback position is really impressive. It's just, it's get something going against that defense. And remember that you're playing for something and you're playing for something very, very significant. And the other guys are playing for pride, maybe kind of, which gets some people far and others doesn't. So, I I mean, it's a mismatch. And if the Browns are who we think the Browns are, they should go out there and make that statement, show the kind of team they are and keep their foot on the gas pedal. That's it. I agree. Real quick, I, you, I just thought of this. Robert Sala came out and said they don't have any regrets, I guess, of, of how they handled the Flacco situation. Do you think internally New York feels like they missed on this by not bringing him back? We were having – and we were talking about it earlier. Joe didn't play particularly well last year outside the Browns game. And I, I thought they needed to make a decision on Zach Wilson once Rodgers went down. So I kind of understood. But they still could have brought Flacco back as the, as the backup to – to Zach because nobody else was calling him. Do you think that they whiffed on this or do you think that they, they're okay with how this played out for them? I mean, I think first of all, what else is Salah going to say publicly, exactly. right? right? What exactly. else is he going to say other than there's no point in looking back and that there are no regrets? I think you make a really good point about Flacco not necessarily having this monstrous year a year ago. And I think that they probably thought we don't need to bring an almost 40 year old guy to be a mentor in the room because that's what Aaron Rodgers is. And their initial goal, their initial plan was that Zach Wilson, they weren't ready to give up on Zach Wilson. This idea was that Zach Wilson was going to learn under Aaron Rodgers. He was going to be mentored he was going to get better but then all of a sudden Zach Wilson gets thrown in there before he's really fully ready and I don't know I think the way that what Hackett is doing I don't know that Flacco was as obvious of a fit anyway and it's way too easy right now to say oh we should have done this it's the same way Washington is saying well you know what we needed to see who Sam Howell was we had to give Sam Howell every chance but when Sam Howell started really slumping and pressing too much a few weeks ago we should have gotten to Jacoby Brissett what you've seen the last two weeks makes that easy to say but that's not I mean that's hindsight that's the magic of hindsight so in that moment I you know I'm willing to buy what Salah said that they really didn't consider it and they don't regret it and they made the best decision at that moment but I'll also say something that I feel about Joe Flacco 
and I think you wrote this to some degree, Jason, when you're telling everyone just enjoy the ride because this is all that it is. This is absolutely the perfect confluence of circumstances. When Joe Flacco came in, the type of offense that Kevin Stefanski likes to run, the way that Joe Flacco sort of takes direction or learns or works, Joe Flacco's personality for Amari Cooper's personality, Joe Flacco's personality for Alex Van Pelt's personality, Joe Flacco's personality for this team that is led by this defense. Like, this is just the perfect situation. I don't know that if the Jets called Joe Flacco a month ago, Joe Flacco is succeeding in the same way that he's succeeding right now in Cleveland with this team and this line. And I'll give you another one. The Jets last week started their 12th straight, 12th different offensive line combination. They have not had any sort of stability there. And I know that the Browns also Brown lost their right too. tackle, lost their backup yeah. right tackle. Yes, obviously. But still, there has been some, some stability for that Browns line. The Jets haven't had any of that. Hmm. So that's a big piece of it as well, I think. We'll take the Flacco success. It's been awesome and great for us as a yeah. show producing content. Aditi, I'm going to give you uh, two... And that's all that matters. Is yes. That... I'm going to give right. you a I mean, question. it is only about us. That's <laughs> what it is. Like, every week I sit here and people talk about the games that I get, and I'm like, it's only about the storytelling that I want to do that's and right. how easy it is to get in and out of the city of where I'm going. Those are <laughs> right. the key parameters here. Well, if you're anyway, trying to get in and out of Cleveland tonight, it's going to be tough. You better get down to the mini lot now and be ready Gosh. to leave before kickoff. Oh, but don't I wish I could be there. Unfortunately, no. Aditi, I'm going to give you two scenarios. You have to tell me. You can't say both. You have to pick one or the other, okay? Okay. What's more likely to happen? Miles Garrett wins Defensive Player of the Year or Stefanski wins Coach of the Year? Which one is more likely to be the outcome after Week 18? Uh, I think Miles. And I, I'm not saying that that's fair or right. Um, and I think that there's a very, very interesting, strong argument to be made for Micah Parsons. There's obviously a strong argument to be made for TJ Watt. I think that it will likely be a close race. I think that the coach of the year thing, I mean, I really think that Kevin Stefanski deserves it. I do, considering all of the players that were lost, the way that everything was held together, um, how he just has kept this team rolling. And this team never hung its head. Never, ever, ever. Not after Nick Chubb. Not after the in and out with Deshaun Watson and then the final out. Just never. But I think coach of the year is something that you see not necessarily go to the same person, if that makes sense. And it's been only, what, three years since Kevin won last? Yep, that's been my point this and whole I, time. I, yeah, I just yeah. think that there – isn't that funny, Jason, that we kind of once again landed at the same point? But it, <laughs> Which is you know, so dumb, by the way. At, if the at, Texans make the playoffs, I think people are going to be so excited by D'Amico Ryans turning around a team where nothing was expected and a rookie quarterback who's exceeded expectations. Right. And, you know, in many ways, it was Kevin Stefanski winning it that year, that COVID year, taking a team that hadn't been to the playoffs in forever. So I just think that people kind of get suckered into sexier storylines. And for us, because we live here and we've spent our careers sort of, or at least the last decade of our careers in the AFC North, we know how significant what's happening in Cleveland is. But these awards are sometimes more about sort of national cachet. And I don't know that that gets picked up quite as much. Um, 
in, you know, 31 other cities. Aditi, you're 100% right. Miles Garrett is more likely to win, even though I would argue Kevin Stefanski clearly has the stronger case. In fact, I sure. think sure. I think there's I don't think there's an argument for another coach. There's always guys you can choose from for coach of the year. There's Dan Campbell in Detroit, McVay. Mike McDaniel, right. Sean but, uh, McVay. There's know, always other. I, I there, hear there's you. Easy slam but if dunks. you look at it unbiasedly, there's no argument for anyone I, over so, Stefanski. I totally agree with you. And the fact that sports writers vote based on a sexy story is a, is a shame on them. They're failing at their jobs. They're doing okay, a but this job is life. Adam, when is life? When is life fair? I mean, this is like how did Mike McDaniel put it earlier in the year? If you yeah. if you're worrying about what's fair, then you've already lost. It's like yelling at thunder. That's what he said. It's like yelling at thunder. If you sit here and you say, "Well, this doesn't make sense," or "This isn't fair," or "This is not," we're not in a meritocracy. We're just not. And when you're in a subjective business, yeah. I mean, I know that there are people who sit here and say, "Oh yeah, sure, Kevin Stefanski has lost however many people." in two IR and how many stars, but he arguably has the deepest defensive roster in the NFL. So, you know, like you could sit here and argue it however you want when it's yeah. ultimately a subjective thing. I agree with you, yeah. but I think sitting here and saying, well, it's not fair, it's not fair. Like that's how these things work. It's okay. all politics. And you that's bad. fine. I don't, I, I ultimately don't care whether Kev, really whether Kevin Smith wins coach of the year or not. I am all about doing what's right and leaving biases out of it. That's how I live my life. And I hate that it's a, that we should just accept it and should never do anything to change it. That is, one, that is maybe the biggest flaw in our entire country is that everybody's just okay with it not being a meritocracy. Well, I, I, there is actually precedent to it. I looked this up the other day. I, yeah. I just looked it up again. Ron Rivera won it twice in three years, and Bruce Arians won it twice in three years, and it just so happened. And Ron Rivera is a terrible coach. They yeah, but didn't to- didn't Bruce Arians win it at two different clubs, twice in three years and Bru- two different teams? Bruce was yes, Bruce. So it went Bruce in Indy, Ron in Carolina, Bruce in Arizona, Ron in Carolina. So there, so and, and I mean Belichick. But won you're it talking three about times. a decade. You're yeah, talking about a long time. Yes. I think yes. the only way Stefanski wins Coach of the Year is if they somehow end up as the number one seed. If that happens, if they win out, the Ravens lose out, unlikely, and then the and the Bills beat the Dolphins, the Browns would be the number one seed, and then you'd have to give it to them. I agree point. with that. If they're yeah. the one seed, you have to you give have it to, to them. Yeah. But short of that, I don't but, think But I don't it. think that's going to happen, but, but if it does, I think they're going to have no choice. I mean, that's fair. It's kind of like MVP, yeah. right? Don't you sit here and it's... In a lot of ways, you are quibbling, squabbling. It's what a voter values more than something else. I don't, I mean, but I can't, I can't disagree with you. I think that he is coach of the year. I yeah. think what he has done. And I also consider past baggage in that formula and everything that you have to upend and deal with. Right. And all of that matters to me, but I'm not a voter. So apparently they're building a, a new wing onto the studio yeah, I don't know what's happening for yet. the Brown Super Bowl trophy that's incoming. Can you hear that? Like, hey, whoever's hammering <laughs> upstairs, stop doing it. We're doing a TV show There's here. Literally, like stop going hammering on. for another. Well, I can't hear minutes. that. I mean, all I know is that I hear when people are tossing water bottles into garbage cans. So <laughs> we they took the garbage away. Whatever. First of all, that was mostly Jay. And a me. little bit of Jason. They Number took the garbage can away because the children not doing couldn't behave themselves. By the Just way, so Aditi, who would, you, who would you vote for for MVP if you had a vote? Oh, gosh. 
I haven't thought about this one enough. Tough so one. it's hard to argue. You know, for me, it, it is really hard to argue. I hate that it's a position that is so biased toward the quarterback, but it's like you asking me about the Joe Flacco, Miles Garrett thing. Joe Flacco touches the ball on every single play, every single offensive play, unless you're running a wildcat. But basically, every single offensive play, your quarterback is touching the ball. And you rely on your quarterback for so many things getting in and out of the right play, setting the right protection, whether it's making the proper pitch or throwing an accurate ball, whatever, all of those things to be the leader in the huddle, everything. So it's hard to look away from Brock Purdy and the way that he's playing. And I understand that he's not necessarily making the game breaking play. And that he had Lamar a terrible Jackson game this past and- weekend. Okay, so again, and he also didn't have a great game against the Browns. It's hard to look away from what Brock Purdy has done. And I also don't think that calling someone a game manager is the worst thing. Because I'll take you to what Bill Belichick was saying to us weeks and weeks ago. We were talking about Tua. It was the week that the Dolphins were playing the Patriots. And I had asked Belichick, when you look at Tua, what's sort of the biggest area of growth since you first saw him? And he said... He's doing the best job getting the ball to the right guy in the right place at the right time. And he said, yards are not about the quarterback. They're about, nobody gets yards. The way that Belichick said it is, nobody gets yards until the ball is actually in their hands. And he was comparing Tua to Brady to a good point guard. And the example he used is, if your guy hits a great three at the baseline, then why are you feeding him a three at the top of the key? Keep feeding him the threes at the baseline, and that's where he'll be money. And he said the best quarterbacks know who to get the ball to, when to get them the ball, and where to get them the ball. So that essentially is saying game manager is not a bad thing. Right. But up until now, it would be hard to argue against Brock Purdy, yeah. but what Lamar did the way that Lamar is playing, the fact that Lamar is in a brand new offense with brand new wide receivers. And yes, we can say they're talented, but there is certainly a growth curve in all of that. The way that Lamar constantly gets knocked and just keeps producing and the fact that Lamar can indeed carry his team, that he is not just a smart, heady quarterback, but he is also a game breaker. I think right now I'd have to go with Lamar. I was thinking, Lamar, I actually think – I want to see how the last two weeks play out. I think you can make a very strong strong case for Josh Allen. Yeah. He kind of got buried early in the season because he didn't play great early. He's got 40 total touchdowns. It's like eight more than anyone else. In Way more than Lamar. Also has. hard. Also hard to argue. Also yeah. had to adjust to a new offensive coordinator in the middle of the season. Yeah. I would say it would be much better for him that yeah. they finally that it was a long overdue move sort of to go to Joe Brady right there and move on from Ken Dorsey. I agree with you, but again, I think the end of the season really matters here. And again, do you see it as a summary of? 18 total weeks or is it the team that's playing the best when you want them to play the best is it someone who has overcome something and in a lot of ways josh allen carried a team that at one point looked like it was dead yeah and does not necessarily have the benefit of the same type of defense that lamar jackson does right Uh, now i do think lamar and josh allen are asked to do more at that position than any other quarterbacks those two guys 
yes. I think are yes. have more on their shoulders than any. I think it's between the two of them for me, but we'll see. All right, Aditi, enjoy the game. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you as always. All right. Thank you. Thank Can't you. wait, guys. Bye. Have fun. Bye. Be safe in that Muni lot. That's going to yeah. be fun. Who would you guys vote for right now before we get to the draft here? Lamar. Lamar. Today. Considering Josh Allen. Well, you said who would I vote for? Lamar. I would vote for Lamar. Lamar's got – Josh Allen, I think, has 15 more touchdowns than Lamar. Just because I said Lamar doesn't mean I didn't consider Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I just said Lamar. Mm-hmm. I'd vote for Lamar. Two-time close. MVP if he wins it. Yeah, I know. Two-time See, that's MVP. a narrative that – are you comfortable with Lamar as a two-time MVP? He's having the best year. Is he having a better year than Josh Allen? By what – By what? his team's success. Well, but it's not a team award. It's an, yeah. I, I think he's the MVP, but I'm not, I'm not stamping. I'm not writing it in, in pen. Yeah. It is – Thin pencil what if line. the Bills end up winning the AFC East, which they very well could? Yeah. Well, then we'll revisit this in two weeks. Okay. All right, Anthony, what do you got for us? All right, guys. So before we get into our get draft, draft, I just want to remind everybody that you can like and subscribe to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show right here on YouTube. Like and subscribe is totally free. We have memberships if you would like to monetarily support and get some overtime content. We're going to be talking about the Cavs' comeback last night. And, yeah, we're going to get into our draft now. Okay. You know what's funny about this? Yeah. I was just thinking about this. Give me the parameters again. How are we doing this? It seems to change every week. I know. What are, what are the parameters? Like about that. Well, what no- happens every week is that Jay kind of just takes it however he wants to take yes. it. And so it makes it seem like let's, it's changing let's, every week. Let's define Mike the guidelines. Ha- yeah, go week. ahead, Mike. I have tried to explain this every yeah. week. And some people listen, some people don't. I won't attach names to it, Jay. Yeah. But some people listen and some <laughs> people don't. I love you, Jay. But it is the 10 best players on the field. On the field. For Not Thursday. the most important. Not the most the important. Ten best. The ten, 10 best players. Best okay. players. That, now, positional value does not matter. Yeah. So just because Joe Flacco's a quarterback, you don't think he's one of the top ten players, which yeah. I'll see. I'm curious. If, J- if Jay was here, he'd be the second pick, I'm sure. He'd be the first pick, I think, right Maybe. now. Maybe. Well, th- that's where I was going with yeah. this, is we have just been he's quarterback. He's the most valuable. We've been tearing each other's heads off all yeah. week over Miles or Flacco, who's the most right. important. Right, right now, Joe Flacco is the most valuable. But Miles is the number one player Ma- in the Miles draft Miles is my number one draft pick. Because and he's the best player. Because he's a, like, yes. Like, yes. That's what I'm saying. This is the like, 10 best. Positional value is why not I wanted supposed clarity to matter. On yes. That. yes. So, because, actually, I would probably have Njoku really high. If we're talking about value, value right. no, this is the right 10 now. best. 10 best players. All right, players so Miles Garrett's one. Miles is my vote for one, yes. One. By the way, I have a top 17 just, to, just, okay. ready, just in case. Jeez. So there's a, lot of good, there's a lot more good players. So for you number, did your homework. I am going to copy off you. So the candidates for two, we'll th- let's throw out a few candidates. Uh, Sauce Gardner. Uh, Amari Cooper. Sauce Gardner. Quinn Denzel and, Ward. Quinn Williams. Quinn and Williams. Denzel Ward. I said Denzel Ward. Oh, yeah, just. Yeah, I said my guy. I think Sauce is that good. I think he's the best cornerback in the league. I went with Quinn in at two. I had Sauce. I'll go with Sauce Gardner. I had Sauce at three for the record. So Two. So Sauce Gardner, cornerback. At number left. three, I'm going Amari Cooper. I had Quinn in at two, so i got to put Quinn. Quinn, in, by the way, second highest defensive tackle, PFF grade in football. I'm going to say most Quinn interior because pressures. of the heel injury to Amari. All right. How about that's, that, and I had And I had Amari at four, by the way. That's Jeff's the propaganda from you guys, you New York bias people. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Quinn and Williams. I had Amari at four. There's no tiebreakers because there's only three of us. Right. All right, so, Quinn, so I'm going Amari at four. I'll go Amari. So, for the record, I had a different order. Those are my top four. Do we all agree that in some order those are the top four yeah, players? Probably, yeah, probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Five, I'm going. I think he's going to be a run of Browns from here on out. I'm going Denzel at five. I actually went JOK at five. I had Denzel at six. I went JOK at five. He's playing so good right now. All right, Jason. I'll actually agree with Mike. Okay, JOK, JOK at five. Now, I had Denzel at six for the record. 
So that's our top five. Three we're, Browns. We are, you don't have to keep saying for this. the record, Mike. Nobody cares about the record. I care the about the record. The only record is what ends draft. up as the top I care about done. the record. <laughs> we are people know blowing through this. Normally, there's a little bit more. Well, I think, I think after six, I think there's a lot of. Okay, six Denzel Ward. Or that's you got fine. somebody else. That's six. the lowest we've put Denzel, I think, all year. Yeah. Well, when's the last time right. he hasn't been the best cornerback in now, the Now, yeah. arguments for seven. Joe Flacco. Nope. Uh, the other Jets corner. What's his name? DJ Reed. DJ Reed. Or Michael Carter. I went with Brees Hall. I'm throwing. Oh, Brees Hall. I forgot, I forgot about, about Brees Hall. I forgot about him. What about Garrett Wilson? I hit him at eight. What about? Njoku. Njoku. Emerson. I'd actually, Teller. I'd, if we're going just based on talent. Yeah. Garrett Betonio. Wilson. Garrett Wilson. That's is a Garrett, Garrett Wilson, Wilson a better wide receiver than Batonio as a guard? Right now, yes. Right now, right yes. Now, yeah, he is. Is he better Garrett, than Teller as a Garrett, guard? Yes. Is Teller better than Batonio now? I think he might be this year. Uh, this year he has been. I think yes. he's been better. Which is a problem because the Browns just redid Batonio's con- they, they did read. Well, Batonio's still them. good. They did redid yeah. both of them. Batonio's uh, still good. Joel's older. Uh, I, I think Garrett Wilson Garrett is Wilson, phenomenal. He just didn't have thrown Hall, it to him. Is Garrett Wilson better than Brees Hall? I like Brees Hall. I had uh, them seven and eight for me. So. I'll go Brees Hall. Who are you going with? I had Brees Hall at seven. Okay. And Brees, I had Garrett Wilson at eight. All right, I'll go with Garrett Wilson at eight. You too. You already said Garrett Wilson. Garrett Brees Wilson. Hall seven. Garrett, so it's not a big run of, of Browns. No, it's really not. I, I had about. I had six four Browns Jets in my top ten. All right, go ahead. That's eight. So we got how, how many? What is it? Four and four right now? It's four and four right now. All right. So for nine. We got Najoku, Emerson, Emerson, Michael Carter, Flacco, Flacco. Flacco. I'm Wyatt going Flacco Tyler. at nine. The way he's playing right now, I want Njoku. Well, that I mean, that would be the two I'm. Well, what about Wyatt Teller? Teller, I I would put. You got the Jets other corners. I'm not putting those. Guys. I'd put Flacco and Njoku on there. Um, I don't really care the order. It's nine and ten. I don't care. Is that the wrong answer? I I, I got Flacco nine and Teller ten. He's got Flackard. I had Flacco. I had a, I had Joku nine Emerson ten. Well, I'll say Njoku. All right, so Njoku's nine and Flacco ten. So Flacco's Fla- ten. Flacco ten. And I, you know, I like my guy Emerson. It is actually closer than I thought. It and like some some Jets well, guys. The Jets have a few really good really players. Good players. The, and top, the rest of the team sucks. The top yeah. end talent is relatively similar, and then there's a giant drop off, and you go into like, well, for, like fifteen through whatever yeah. for years. The Browns have not had that second-tier talent. Correct. That's been the problem. Correct. They've had a lot of top-tier talent. Yep. Maybe not at the positions that are sexy, but for a number of years when the Browns are bad, they've had a number of first But they never had a big second. Now they got a massive second-tier. Yes. They've got, as big as they've ever had. There's a ton of depth on yeah. this team. I just realized something. from this. I'm a, I'm a produce out here while I'm on the chair. Yeah. This, se- this segment works way better when I tell Jay one thing and you guys the other. And you guys can argue over nonsense <laughs> right, for right, the right. sake of TV. Yeah, yeah, this was yeah. way too, way I just, too simple. I looked at Steve. I'm like, oh, this is supposed to go another 10 <laughs> this minutes. This is way too simple. <laughs> way too simple. We flew through that. All right. Well, let's. Do you guys want to recap real quick? We can go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the recap. We can, and we can talk a little Cavs then during the show. If we nah, that was, it's all right. Go ahead. Nobody cares. All right. About so your first five, you got Miles Garrett, Sauce Gardner, Quinn and Williams, Mar- Amari Cooper, and JOK. Then Denzel Ward, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, and David Njoku and Joe Flacco. I have no problem with that top 10. I think those are the 10 best guys. If you want to make the case for Emerson over Flacco or Njoku, I'll, I'll hear it. I, I think it's – The Muni lot is already open. At, open at noon, right? And I'm just showing a video of – Yeah, you're showing us. No one else can see it. Uh, well, I know. I'm just showing you guys. Is this but, something they can pull up? Is that uh, Yeah, let me text this. I don't know who tweeted this out. 
Oh, by the way, yeah. uh, the oh, Neil Fisher, WKYC. That's perfect. Let me text. How, who do I send it to? Just DM it to Ant. DM it to you. Mary Kate's way the Browns have elevated both the kicker and the punter off practice squad. Those yeah. are the two game day elevations. So Bohorkas is out. Bohorkas okay. Yeah. So punter, I, I just texted it to you, Anthony. The punter will be the holder tonight. Like that's that's a concern that we really haven't talked about that's at all. True. I, I asked you pre-show about that. Not yeah. only is there a new kicker, but it's a whole new combination. So how much? I mean, obviously these guys have had a few reps this week. Yeah. But and they're both veterans. The punter's yeah. been in the league a long time. Yeah. It's just it's more of a timing and a rhythm thing. Yeah. But so Matt Hack is the punter and Riley Patterson. If I would have told you a week ago, yeah, our punter and kicker are going to be Matt Hack and Riley Patterson. Like, what? Whoever, whoever, and I never went back and looked at the kickoff return. Yeah. Whoever blew the coverage on that kickoff return should be fined because oh. you cost them the kicker and, and the, the punter. punter. That's true. On that kickoff return for That's a touchdown. True. That's You yeah. cost them both. Whoever you are, shame yeah. on you. And you cost, and most importantly, you cost me a couple of fantasy points on that. Oh. I'm not happy about it. No, that's not most important. Go ahead, Anthony. What was that? Oh, I, I have the video you guys wanted from the – All right, yeah, this is the Muni lot already, and we're a little over – a little under eight hours before the game. Uh, there's already a lot of cars in there and buses and vans. Now, well, doesn't look like a lot of people. Everybody's just sitting in their cars right now. I'm not sure. Kevin told everyone to be responsible tonight. And, uh, <laughs> That's not sure, happening. Make sure you're around for the fourth quarter and not yeah. blacked out in your seat. So. Can the son-in-law please stop? I know it's not going to happen. He hasn't listened to me. No, it's not going to happen. But can son-in-law please stop referring to the whole stadium as the dog pound? Hasn't anybody? Why hasn't anybody corrected him on that? For those who, who don't know what I'm talking correct, about, I'm talking about Jimmy Haslam's him? son-in-law. What's that? Who's going to correct him? Like, Why would he listen to any of us? You you don't want my thoughts on the dog pound. It's game day. Yeah. They're going to clinch yes, the playoffs. Yes, we do. Can no, we yeah. have your thoughts on the dog pound? You don't pound? want my thoughts. Not today. The, the dog, you, no. dog pound I'm is not dead. doing it. Not There's today. No dog yes. Pound. Not, the dog don't, pound don't get baited in. He's trying to bait the you. Dog, don't get baited the, in. The, people already hate me. Why are you doing this to me? No, fans agree. Most the, fans the, agree. The, the dog pound died with the old stadium. It did. There is no dog pound. Yeah. Like, that whole thing is over. It's over. Like, this it be is a re- whole new. If the Browns get a new stadium, can it be recreated? No. Or there was something special. You just had to be there at the old stadium to see how close it was to the end zone. Number one, like you were right on top of them. And the fact that you could throw things on the field and people were throwing batteries and dog boat, like John Elway would be standing in the end zone and fans would be firing fastballs at him, hitting him with batteries. <laughs> Play, go ask old players. They were pinking off the helmets. Yeah. All kinds of objects being thrown at them. It was a different world, man. It, and it right. was just, it was the route. I got true story. I got stoned in the dog pound at like nine years old. Yeah. Because the people secondhand stone. Secondhand stone. Because yeah. I was there. It was a preseason game. It was a Brown Steelers preseason game, and my brother took me to the game, and I was I got just stoned from the people behind us. So this is like mid eighties. Yeah. And we went down to get food, and I'm under the concession stand. I'm like, I don't feel so good, and threw up all over the place. Well, now you can legally get stoned. Now you can legally get stoned yeah. in the dog pound. But uh, it was just a different. Yeah. It was a. It, it, it was cool. The old stadium was a, just a. It was awful. But the dog pound version of it, like it was an actual. The bleachers. It was the center field yeah. bleachers. Yeah. You know, it was stadium. a baseball. Baseball yeah. football, right? Yeah. And it was. I think it had a lot to do with just how close you were to the field. And I mean, it was nuts in there. It yeah. truly was like Rikers. And Sunderland just doesn't pound. get it. No, this what they've done now. This is not the dog pound. No, not even. Close. It's a great atmosphere and it's become a great atmosphere I feel like this year and there's a lot of energy and the crowd's going to be awesome like it's okay to come up with some Washington Washington still doesn't refer to themselves as the hogs from the 80s no right that died that yeah 
It's it's time. I, I just think it's time. And for not fans wearing pig noses anymore. They've right. been good at home under Stefanski. Uh, like they're seven and one this year. Yeah, I, I forget the exact number, but they're like fifteen games over five hundred at home during Stefanski's tenure. Yeah. So it's been a home field advantage. Yeah, that's right. By yeah. the way, speaking of old school, identity. there's a video going around today where uh, radio guy Tony Rizzo is on the field, and he has a full head of hair, <laughs> or he has a full head of some hair-like material on his head. <laughs> I, I don't know. Why do you do this? Why do you do this? Now you get us in trouble. Hey, who's getting in trouble? Uh, you don't want to talk about it. Don't talk about it. But it's like guilt by association. I'm getting. Ar- I'm leaving in cuffs because I'm sitting next to How you. How would you get in trouble? Uh, what power does he have to get anybody in no, trouble? No, none. He is none. None. But Mike, you want to talk about it? I've never met the man in my life. All right. I mean, I don't know we don't know that it was a rug on his head. <laughs> Maybe it was his real hair. I, it looked real to me. Why would anybody ever wear a toupee? <laughs> Why? Uh, I don't understand. Hey, you, you guys want to do headlines? I have to. I know do. we're a little early. No, I, I'm, I'm scared. I'm not. I'm not just making fun of Tony Rizzo. <laughs> I'm just saying, why would anybody wear a toupee? It gets cold in the winter in Cleveland. Hair helps. That's all I got for you. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'll be home in a little bit. I'm just totally ignoring Bull right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Would you ever, Mike? Are you ever gonna wear a toupee? I if agree. You lost I, your hair? No. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. You, but you'd never wear a toupee, would no, you? No, I'd shave my head. I'd yeah, give up and I, shave. I, I had a, I had my mother had a cousin years ago who would wear a toupee, and, and I, it was, it looked ridiculous. Nobody ever looks good in a toupee, except uh, for Tony Rizzo. He looked great. All right, let's, all right, let's do get the headlines. headlines. Let's do anything oh at all God. besides this. Well, so your headline is first up, by the way. What's that? You got the first headline up here. Yeah, let's get to it. We have a little more time to expand on headlines today. This is is old school. Remember we used to do it before DeQuell, and we bring DeQuell on after last year? That's right. That's right. We'll throw back to the – We never hear from DeQuell anymore. Uh, He doesn't uh, doesn't answer my texts anymore. I saw him in in the locker room once. How's he doing? We talked for less than 30 seconds, and he had to go. You see him today. Tell him what's up. See, he doesn't wear a wig. Go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, so here's your first headline, Bull. Jets grounded. Browns defense racks up seven – You changed my sub-headline. Did I? It said Miles Garrett, comma, Browns defense, rack up seven sacks in dominating 23-3 fashion. I thought it was important to have Miles Garrett as part of the subheadline. Well, he's in the picture. Okay, because I think he's going to have lead the team with three sacks tonight. The Browns are going to run rough shot defensively on the Jets. Their offensive line is trash. Their quarterback is trash. They have three, two great players in Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson. The tight end's a decent player. I dismissed Thompson. him yesterday. He's a decent player. The rest of their offense is trash. And Miles Garrett is sick of his crap of getting no sacks. He's had a ton of pressures. He's got all the great PFF grades. It's time to put the sacks back on the board. He has 13, right? 13. He will have 16 when we go to bed tonight. If we go to bed tonight, we may stay up all night. 16 sacks. Miles Garrett has one, two, three tonight. Get it done. Jets score three points. 16 would put him in a tie with TJ Watt for first in the NFL. Yes. He's down by three. Three would. A big night on a national TV game when you're the only to game clinch. going tonight. Propaganda could, could really yeah. gas his chances. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially after the. I don't want to call it a slump because he's still getting pressures, but in terms of actual sacks, sack it's a sack slump. Yeah. And when you go through that four week stretch to be, like you said, the headline game and the marquee player in said headline game against an offensive line, which you alluded to, 
which is abysmal. Abysmal. The yeah. highest PFF grade of any of their starters, the 57, which, as we've all learned, sucks in this year's PFF system. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. If they can't destroy this offensive line, make Trevor yeah. Simeon's life a living hell, they will. then something's gone wrong. It's not like, Trevor, it's not like well, they have a terrible offensive line, but they they got a mobile quarterback. I mean, yeah. it's Trevor Simeon. Right. He's yeah. not he's not good at anything. He's no. terrible. He's not an NFL quarterback. He's at best at best a lower tier backup. At best. That might even be generous. That might be might generous. Be generous. See, yeah. now I'm getting texts. Why are you the way you are? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he got you. He got you. That, you did get me. that was good. That because was good. I was gonna be annoyed. <laughs> that was good. Why can't any people make fun of me? They make fat jokes. I don't give a rat's ass. So Tony Rizzo wore a wig on his head. He, he put a, a lawn on his head. But for him, I mean, there's worse things about him. I'm not. I won't go there. All right. Next All right, headline. Jason, Who's you're up, up next. Uh, I forget. Jason, oh yeah, I remember what you said. Off right now. Twice, three nights before New Year's, and all through. The, oh, you used the wrong one. Jet, I'm kidding. Jet yep. propelled into the postseason. Browns clinched playoffs with 20 to seven win over New York. I'll give the Jets one touchdown, maybe on a short field, something like that. Uh, I don't think it's going to be – Tyvis thinks it's going to be a really close, low-scoring game. I tend to agree with the low-scoring, two good defenses, but I don't think the Browns – I think this – by the two-minute warning show, I think this one will be wrapped up. hope I'm right. I usually am. That would be lovely because we've had some long two-minute warning stretches from when the two-minute warning begins to the game ends, yeah. and it's yeah. a late night with an early turnaround for us tomorrow. So yeah. Yeah. that would be uh, quite pleasant, and I would thank the Browns a lot if this game could be wrapped up. Yeah, I would too. I won't be leaving the stadium until 3 or 4 in the morning tonight, and i got to be mm. back on set. Who is it tomorrow? It's you, me, and Tybus? Tybus tomorrow? Is, yeah, Tybus is in. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right, and am I up? Yeah, By the way, I next. noticed on the top of the paper there it said G versus Tybus for the fantasy championship, which is, in fact, the case. Mike, who had the best record in the league until the last week of the season, finished in sixth. You even lost to Jay in the fifth-place consolation game. Which is pointless. I don't even know I if you did, set your lineup. I didn't change my lineup, so yeah. It's because he took the week off. He rested his guys the week before. That's, that's true. Why, that's why. I screwed you up. No, you beat me in the last week, which <laughs> is actually you screwed me. Yeah. My team sucks. CJ, CJ Stroud getting concussed is what did me dirty. Yeah. So you got to always be prepared for injuries like the Browns. You're no Browns. Well, no, it, I, I played him in the game. He got hurt. He just did nothing. No him excuse. And Nico Collins. No but excuse. it is what it is. Suck I, had, it up. I had a good Let's team. Let's go. You're up. All right. So this is the YouTube version. So we get a little more risque than when we do headlines on the TV. So how about? The Jets flacked around, found out. <laughs> Super Joe 2.0's revenge tour starts with a win over the Jets as the Browns clinch a playoff berth. I expect Flacco, despite going up against a much better pass defense, to still be the Joe Flacco we've seen the last couple weeks. Maybe not 370 yards, but yeah. a competent performance. I do not trust the Jets' offense to be able to score on this Browns' defense, barring any sort of turnover that sets them up inside the red zone. I can't which could imagine, definitely happen. Which could happen, but I just can't yeah. imagine any scenario where Trevor Simeon is sustaining long drives against no Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, JOK, yeah. and the rest of the dogs on that defense. We had Joe Charbonneau. Now we have Super Joe 2.0, little alliteration. I'm all on the Joe Flacco bandwagon, and until he isn't Super Joe anymore, I'm not betting against him. If I, he throws for 300 yards this week, he's signing to a five-year extension. <laughs> I go seven. <laughs> I go seven. Go ahead, Jason. What was your comment? Uh... You said you're going to get more risque. I thought it was, your headline was going to have to do with girls and cups. Well, that, that only works with Cooper Cup. <laughs> he yeah. sent me a headline. He's like, you think we can get away with this? It's like, uh, The amount of headline iterations yeah. we have gone through this season because we're on TV for, like, the, on the linear show, Yeah. Mike sends me three or four before we can actually we have, nail we have one to, down. We have to Whittle wind it down. down. Yeah, to clean it up, sanitize it. Well, some it. puns are like – I always try to make something that's not – 
Yeah, when we're on KYC, they're a little more uptight about the standards yeah, yeah. there. So, but I, I sent Anthony a couple, and Anthony's a, a trooper. Like, I sent him one with when they played the Bears. I tried making a, a Beatles reference, mm-hmm. something about Sackberry Fields, and Ant's like, nah, like, no, probably not. So we like we whittle him down until we get to something good. Yeah, but I only sent you one this week. That was it. It's true. He only that sent me it. one, and I'm so, not afraid to tell him when his are bad. So hopefully, he wouldn't be afraid to tell me if my first headline this season was bad. Yeah, headline. Well, yeah. before you put oh. your headline up, Jason had a question. Well, no, I was just impressed by how much thought you put into this because normally, Ant texts me at like 8 a.m. the yeah. morning of the headline. No, 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 no. Time and out, I just rip something off nope, real nope, quick. Time while out, time out. Fourth text. <laughs> that, yeah. Anthony sends it on Wednesday. Hey, yeah. I need headlines on Thursday. This you haven't said a headline yet. Sent by Friday morning. Like, Ant, has Jason sent you headlines? Then Thursday afternoon, he sends the list of people who have not sent. <laughs> and I still don't send yeah. it. Yeah. Right. So, and I used to be really good at this. I used to be really quick at getting back on everything. Now I'm like, no. am I last? Usually am I last? You or G, uh, probably. No, G. You or G. It's always a toss-up. We have up. to keep G in studio on Thursdays to make sure he gives us what he needs before he leaves because there's no guarantee he sends it in before. No. Uh, I I'll, love G. It'll be my New Year's resolution to get back to you in a more yeah. timely Not fashion. surprisingly. I'll break that by January 17th, probably. Not surprisingly, or maybe coincidentally would be the better word, uh, you and G are also the two like, most, most forgetful. forgetful. I, like You leave things all the time. Yeah. He's actually uh, – you're bad, and he's actually worse than you. I would say half the time he leaves here, I'm like, gee, you left your phone or you left your ID. <laughs> well, half I, the time. I, I don't know where my watch is now. It's, uh, <laughs> it's somewhere in the house. Like, the last location, last known location yeah. is in my house. Why don't you put it away in the same spot every well, day? Uh, now that I've been to Jason's house, let me, <laughs> let me add a little desk. <laughs> Jason's office is yeah. set up like my dream office. Yeah. Minus 7,000 objects on his desk and floor. <laughs> You're like tiptoe. I, I like bet you you're on. very neat and organized, right? I'm pretty neat and organized. Everything's yeah. neat on my desk. Oh, I, I should take a picture of my desk. Oh, my God. And no, it it, actually, it'll, it'll give you an aneurysm. Don't, you'll actually you might kill <laughs> I am so uptight about neat and, and it's, it's, it's a gorgeous desk. It, it's, was, the first thing I said, I was like, ooh, that desk is nice. Yeah, it is. I he's ha- got two TV. He's got I, a really nice office. I have like a, 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 like a nice shoebox. It's not actually a shoebox, but something the size of a shoebox that I keep right next to my desk. And every day when I get home, I put my phone, wallet, and keys in there every day. And sometimes I take my phone out or whatever and use it. But I never use my wallet and keys in the house. So they go in there. Well, and they I mean, don't sure, if you want to do it that way. But I think it's more fun. To, <laughs> maybe your keys are hanging on the refrigerator. Maybe they're on the nightstand. Maybe they're on the pants you wore the day before. They could be on my desk. The wallet's probably in the car. If it's not in the car, it could be in the pants from the day before. Maybe on the nightstand, possibly well, on the desk. I will say the one downside yeah. of being organized is when something's not where it's supposed to be. It is all hell panic. Like, 210. Like, I, I couldn't find my wallet, dude. I put my wallet in the yeah. same place with my keys yeah. where I charged my phone, and it wasn't there. I, I, and I went through all seven stages of, of insanity. I effed up. The like, wallet especially. One time, I couldn't find my keys. And I so the, key, my, the box is – so it's my desk, and then there's this shelf with my box, and then on the other side is a garbage can. I had accidentally dropped my keys in the oh, garbage can. Oh yeah, once. you got to move that garbage yeah. can. <laughs> yeah, now, if the garbage can wasn't there, then you've been fine. If, yeah, yeah. Jason's theory. I like right. the scavenger hunt yeah. myself. Okay. Of yeah. Where, where did I leave? And I now, think it's because it probably leads to arguments between you and your wife, and you enjoy. Oh, that. She, it drives her crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it drives her crazy that I, I just, <laughs> I legit, I truly like. I make jokes about it, but yeah. I truly do have ADD. So my, yeah. my brain. Is just wants to take a medication for it. Oh, that's medications for quitters. This is, <laughs> this is more fun. And what's your headline? Do you uh, wait? What? One more thing. One more thing. Do you uh, 
See, I, now I got to remember what I was going to ask. All right, do your headline, then I'll remember the it's question. It's just funny because Bree and I are the exact opposite of Jason and his wife because Bree leaves everything everywhere and it drives me insane. All right. <laughs> So my headline, I'm still banking on first place. We're taking first class tonight to first place. Oh, Browns like are going to clinch the playoffs with a 14-3 to win at home. I think it's still going to be super low scoring. I don't expect the Jets even to score a touchdown, just a field goal. And Flacco will pull two with short fields and turnovers. All right, there you go. I like First it. class to first place. A lot, of, a lot of plane and jet. Yeah, yeah, right. References. Yeah. Are you someone that leaves their car unlocked all the time? It's in the garage. Oh, okay. But I, I have left it unlocked. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I get home, I lock my car, and then I go to my wife's car to make sure it's locked. Really? Yes. You park outside or in the garage? Uh, I have a one-car garage. Okay. So you, when, when, the, when there's going to be snow, my wife parks in the garage. Yeah, 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 But if there's not snow, we usually just both leave it in the, in the We've driveway. actually had a lot of break-ins in our... In yeah. 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 Kids, We, we have that at times. We've too. had a lot of break-ins. But that's why I always make sure the doors are locked. I mean, you can still break in, but yeah. p- p- the kids are more likely to go into a car that's not, not locked. locked. I mean, I, so the one day I was uh, at the radio station yeah. and I parked on the street. Oh, that's bad. I couldn't find my keys. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so my keys were in the car, but I couldn't find them. So I had to leave the car unlocked with the keys in it on the street in downtown Cleveland. Was this oh, a new car? My. Yeah. It's, my, it's the car Did I drive now. Steal it? No, but I had my car stolen from there. You, Did you really? You guys, have I told the story? No, I don't yeah. think so. Let me tell this story real quick for those who don't know. So when I was still working on the fan, it was it was the night before Thanksgiving. I don't remember what year, probably 2015, maybe 16, a while ago. And I parked right in front of the building. For those who don't know, it's on Prospect. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's a, you know, it's a busy, it's a side street, but it's a busy street. Close enough to, yeah. And it was, and it was, uh. It was, I put my car out on the street. I come out of work at 7 o'clock. The car is gone. I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me. So, the, so turn out my car was stolen. Did you think it was towed for unpaid parking tickets? No, I paid my parking oh, tickets. I, I did get parking tickets in those days when I would park on the street. I have I one or two them. that I don't think I've ever paid. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have one in L.A. I definitely never paid. In a rental. Just don't go to L.A. In a rental. Yeah, well, yeah. and it's a rental. So, uh, so I found, I got a call like a few days later from the police saying, Hey, we've recovered your car. And I said, okay, they said it's totaled. It's destroyed. I'm like, what happened? They said, this is a true story. I didn't know people did this. So apparently there's, there was a group of guys. I don't know if this is common or what. So they stole my car and they stole another car. And what they did was they used my car, which was a Jeep Liberty, as a battering ram. What? To they drove it through the front of like a, a grocery store, I believe. <laughs> and then they had a flatbed on the other car. They took the ATM, they used my car as the battering ram, left it there, I believe, and then Got the ATM machine, put it on a flatbed truck of some sort or wow. whatever. And drove away. And drove, now they got caught. Oh, I was going to say, man, that'd be great. We could call and report your car stolen, ram it into a store, <laughs> steal the ATM, and get away with it. For legal purposes, this they is all They did not get away with it, but my car was used as a battering ram in a robbery. <laughs> that's that's wow. crazy. I mean, is that crazy? Wow. That's legit crazy. Well, mine was not stolen, yeah. but I left. I yeah. left. You left it with the keys and in. And I went upstairs and told Dustin, I'm like, yeah. 
I can't find my keys. My car yeah. is unlocked to the street. He's like, dude, are you nuts? You gotta go down there and find it. <laughs> and eventually, like I did, like yeah. during a break or something, I think yeah. I went down there and, and did I, you f- assume the keys were in the car? Well, yeah, because it yeah. started, so it's a fob. The keys were somewhere oh, right, in the car. Right, right, right. right. I could and in my car there's like some deep crevices that things can fall into. And I I, I found it in a deep <laughs> crevice. And I pulled them out, but for probably an hour or two, yeah. I had a, a nice car sitting on the street with yeah. the keys in it. Very lucky. Unlocked, just waiting to be stolen. Man, you're very lucky. Any super chats, Anthony? Yeah, we got three today, and Go whenever ahead. we do super chats, it's brought to us by our good friends at PCC Airfoils. Are you looking for a job with career advance, advancements and great benefits? Well, PC Air, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, you guys can get a full benefit package, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You go apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. So our first one comes from Charles T. He wanted to send in his uh, his prediction for the game. Browns are going to win 31-6. to Garrett's going to have two sacks. I-, I take that in a heartbeat. That'd be phenomenal. 31-6. I'll take that. Okay. Uh, Wood Dog MTG wants to know, are any of us going down to the Muni lot tonight? I know I'm not. Are you going, Mike? I'm not. I'm going to West. I, so, I don't know if I could say. I, I may be shooting some really cool content on West 6 with a former Browns player who's very famous who's been on this show. But I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say where he's supposed to be. Okay. Well, you just said enough. We know what you're talking enough. about. There's not okay. very many spots on. Do you want to give initials? Or no? Joe Thomas will be on West 6 today. Oh. oh. I, that's not who I was thinking. I thought we, it was going to be Bernie. Oh, That's Bernie's, on, I was Bernie's always too. on West Six. No, I, I'm a, I've been talking to Joe. We're trying to figure out something. Nice, wow. very, very cool. So Joe cool. is in town. I didn't. Oh, so maybe it's Joe that's. Oh, maybe it is Joe doing tonight. the guitar. He's uh, done could before. be Joe. He's Joe's uh, done yeah, before. it wouldn't be that. Yeah, he was he was week one, I think, or the week of the enshrinement I mean, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I guess it would have been week one. It yeah. could have yeah. been enshrinement week. And Bernie's done it. You said already. Bernie's done it. I think so. so Jim Donovan's done it. Do we want to do real quick? The t- oh, you got another one. I got one more real quick from P. Williams. Uh, this game is super hype. However, the 1980 divisional Raiders in the 1987 drive in Cleveland Municipal Stadium with 10,000 more fans. It was absolutely the loudest. I know, but that was a thousand years ago. So it's like. It's, it's, this is we're talking about in in recent in history, modern yeah. era. Yeah, yeah. ninety nine. I'm the oldest person here, and I was sixteen for that last, you know, for the eighty seven thing. And obviously, I wasn't living. I here. remember. I I vividly remember that eighty seven. Well, like eight. Uh, I was negative six. I was eleven. Negative six. Negative six. <laughs> eighty. I thought eighty six was the drive. Was it eighty seven? Was eighty seven the drive and eighty eight the fumble? I thought it was eighty six the drive and eighty whatever. It, it was all matter. around the same time. Yeah, it was all around the same time. Uh. Yeah, that's you guys it, wanna, that's it. Do you guys want to do your dream guitar smash? No, no. Who would be the five? We were talking about this before the show. Who would be the five most inappropriate choices? And not politicians or anything like that. The five, like somebody that oh, like I, yeah, Browns Browns related. I mean, five most inappropriate choices. Hugh Jackson, Art Art Modell's son, Art Art, Art or, Modell. The, the, or the the corpse of Art Modell. <laughs> yes, God, the corpse of Art Modell. Johnny Football. Johnny Football. Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson. Um, Josh Gordon. Can we put? Can we put nah, Josh Gordon? People, I feel like people don't hate Josh Gordon. No, people like Josh Gordon. He gave you. He gave you moments. All right. All right. So it's Manziel, Hugh, anyone from the Art Modell family, Brady Quinn. I don't think he's hated. What about John he? Elway? That would be funny. <laughs> 
John Elway. I was thinking of somebody who played for the Browns or coached or owned. Well, I was but, just saying he's hated by Browns yeah, fans. Yeah, Elway. Can you imagine? Uh, Browns fans, get <laughs> up for John Elway. You can do Elway and then bring Russell Wilson with Oh, wait, now. worse, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, oh, right. We're going to go that that's route. No, but I think we should stick with Brown, somebody that was connect, was actually on part of the Browns organization. Somebody look at the chat and see if there's Did any... somebody say Joe Woods yet? Because somebody in the chat said nah, Joe Woods. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's not, not fair. I, I'm pulling up the chat that's right now. Don't, Hugh, don't put Joe Woods in that category. Hugh Manziel. Spurgeon Wynn? No. No. Hugh Baker? Manziel. No. Bill Cowher? No. Bill Cowher's claiming the Browns now. Yeah, he loves the Browns now. He did play here. Yeah. Like, he coached here and played here. Uh, Justin Gilbert? I don't think he Brandon was. Whedon? Poor mm. Brandon got trapped under the flag and never <laughs> lived the town. <laughs> it, went a, it went all downhill from I was there. at that Someone game. says the homeless guy who told Haslam to draft Manziel. <laughs> <laughs> that was Freddie That can't B. really be true, <laughs> can it? I, I don't, I've never followed up on that. Can uh, we, can we Alex like, Shiner? Oh man! Oh. I don't. I don't think fans care about Alex Shiner, no. or many even remember who he was. Uh, who's that? Who's the guy that picked the Browns to lose? Adam Rank on NFL Network. Yeah, but who oh, cares about him? Yeah. He's a nobody. Um, uh, Barcavius Mingo. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. He just wasn't good. I'm, I'll just read the names from the chat. Cade York. He'd miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't uh, Colin Cowherd hate Cleveland? I don't watch enough of them. Yeah, it's a I don't, shtick. I don't know. It's a He's shtick. just doing shtick. Yeah. I, yeah. I, um, I I feel I, Hugh Hugh Johnny Football and the corpse of Arnold uh, Randy Lerner. Mike Mike Holmgren. Mike Holmgren. That oh, might, that, I, that's that a good be. one. Whoever who came up with that one. Uh, a couple of people have dropped Holmgren. Yeah, Holmgren's not bad. Uh, Mike Lombardi. He he doesn't rise at the level of. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, uh, what's his oh, name? Oh, Evan, Evan 419 at home. That's who said it. What about, uh, uh, Mark Sanchez? Who was the, no. what's his name? The GM, he'd been with Philly. It was the GM when, when, when. Oh, Banner? Banner, Joe Banner? yeah, Joe Banner. I don't think he rises to the level. No. Jose no. Mesa? <laughs> oh. Poor Jose. What if, what if Jimmy Haslam does it himself? What if? I, they've already what? thrown things at him once. <laughs> oh, there he goes. Toilet paper on the foot. We've really got next year. If I go to the owners meeting, Steve, I took that video out of the folder. You've got to get a new video. I dragged it back in for him. Oh, you dragged it. I was going to say, I took that out of the folder. See you on overtime. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.